today's message, uh, I've titled it, Faith That Will Surely Possess Your Mountain. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith That Will Surely Possess Your Mountain. I've had some testimonies from Pastor Davies, from Eunice, from Deacon Yvonne, and I'm not preempting their testimony, but there are things that we can learn, even from the scripture, about uh, our mountain. And remember last week we say that what is faith? Faith is believing, is trusting, is having confidence in God. Faith is not just words. It's, it's, it goes beyond words. It's, it's when your actions and your words line up and you expect to see the power, the energy, the force of God manifest and change your situation. And we know in, uh, we, we, we went through this scripture, 2 Corinthians 1, from verse 8 to 11 in the message version says, we don't want you in the dark, friends, uh, we don't want you in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province. It was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. We felt like we'd been sent to death row, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since the, he is the God who raises the dead. Amen. And I'm sure that's what the team experienced. Reached a point where they realized you can't trust in the training, you can't trust in your physical strength, you can only trust in what? In God. And this what it says, and he did it, rescued us from certain doom, and he'll do it again, rescue us as many times as we need rescuing. Amen? So we said an opportunity to trust God is the best thing that can happen to a believer. An opportunity to trust God is the best thing, is the best deal that can ever happen to a believer. Why? Faith turns seemingly impossible situations into wonderful opportunities to show forth the glory of God. Faith will turn any situation around to the glory of God. Amen? And we also said faith is living and is growing. And as you speak and act on your faith, it will grow and become what? Tree uprooting, mountain moving faith. Amen. You have faith. All you need to do is speak it out. So your, your faith. The, the thing over the seed, if you, if you had faith as a mustard seed, the thing with seed is that no matter its shape or form or color, the seed thing is this. When you sow it, you know it's going to do what? To grow and become and produce a harvest. Amen. That's why we sow. We saw because we are certain that the seed will produce what? A harvest. Amen. And so our faith is like that. If we are sowing it, if we are acting on it, what will they do? It will grow and produce results. Hallelujah. Why? Second uh, Thessalonians 1.3, we know this scripture. It says, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. Say, my faith is growing as I speak and act on it. Hallelujah. So, 
Living, growing faith is more, it's a core requirement. Let me put it this way. Living, growing faith is something that every believer needs. Listen, the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. I remember Pastor David gave us that scripture. The just shall live by faith. Where is that in the Bible? Habakkuk uh, 2, verse 4, Romans 1, 17, Galatians 3, 11, Hebrews 10, 38. You need to mark that down. The just shall live how? By faith. Habakkuk 2, 4, Romans 1, 17, Galatians 3, 11, and uh, Hebrews 10, 38. All over the Bible, from the Old Testament to the New, says the just shall live by faith. That means that faith is not something of an optional add-on. It's not something for special occasions. Living by faith is the ordinary, daily experience of a normal Christian. Hallelujah. That's God's plan for you and me. Living by faith is the ordinary normal, daily life of a believer. Hallelujah. And all you could say, God has called us to a life that is impossible without faith. In fact, faith is the only way to receive the promises of the living God. Hallelujah. Let me repeat that again. The just shall live by faith. Therefore, faith is neither an optional add-on nor something for special occasion. Living by faith is the ordinary daily experience of a normal Christian. Or you could say God has called us to a life that is impossible without faith. In fact, faith is the only way to receive the promises of the living God. Somebody shout amen. Galatians 3. Uh, verse 14, the New King James Version says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hebrews 6.12 uh, says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Without living faith, you die you die in unbelief. You die slowly. <laughs> there used to be a song about killing me softly. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but that's, that's what happens to you. If you're not living by faith, you're not then living the God life. So you're being killed softly by unbelief. See, that is not my portion. <laughs> You live by faith. Amen. And, and uh, let, me, so let me ask you, are, you, are your plans all within your ability? Is there anything supernatural in your plans? Anything supernatural in your plans? Are the 2020 plans limited to, ab to your ability, the ability of your network, your background, your finances, you know, under the corona circumstances? Is that how you're living? If I looked at your plans, if I asked you what are your plans today, where is the supernatural? Where is, what are you believing God for? Amen? Uh, concerning this ministry, I have had testimonies. When Pastor Kara and Reverend Wade started the children's home at Budarangi, they said they had nothing. It was not in their 
plan. It was not in their strategic plan. They just saw the kids. They felt God leading them to do it. They had nothing. They had nothing. I've had the testimony that when he started this ministry way back, when Dr. Jerry Saville asked them, do you want to go? Um, he said, I'm finished with the work here in Kenya. Do you want God to go with me to the U.S.? I'm starting new offices, overseas. What do you all do you want to remain? They, they, they said, we will remain. But to do what? There was nothing. It was what? By faith. Say by faith. The promises of God are not received by great education, strategies, dietary programs, natural heritage, human discipline, competition, all that doesn't work. That would not have taken Pastor Davis up that mountain. He had his testimony, and I've had it from the others. It is not the great strategy. It is the what? Faith. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 11, talks about by faith. This happened. By faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Moses did. By faith, they silenced the mouths of lions. By faith. Say by faith. Hallelujah. Not by great strategy, not by great organization, by faith. In the Kenyan context, have you heard of the dynasties versus hasras? And one group thinks they'll get to power this way. It's not like that in the kingdom of God. By what? Faith. By faith, you and I promise get the promises of God. God, nothing to do with dynasties and Hasra's idea. It's got everything to do with what? Faith in the living God. Shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. No, so, uh, we know Caleb said, give me the mountain. It was an act of faith. This is Joshua 4, 14, 6 to 7, and then 11 to 12, we can lead that. So verse 6 to 7 says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kandesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Verse 11 and 12 says, As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and, uh, and for coming in. Now therefore, let's say together, Give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard that in that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord would be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. So what was he doing? Remember, when he said, give me the mountain, was he talking to God or to Joshua? He was talking to Joshua. He wasn't. It was an administrative issue. He had already what? Received his mountain by faith. So he was just asking for the administrative enablement to go in there. Did he have the, you know when he said, give me this mountain. Did Joshua have the mountain in his pocket and say, here, Caleb, Caleb, here, here's the mountain. Is that how it happened? No. He, when he was saying, give me the mountain, he was giving me, saying, give me an opportunity to go there and possess it. Because he said, the Anakim are still there. The giants were still there. He was saying, I'm going in. I'm going to fight and get my possession. Hallelujah. What he's talking about when we are talking about the mountain? Our inheritance. 
the promises of God. Hallelujah. Our wealth, our health, our families, our marriages, our children, our nation, our city, this church. That's what we are talking about. Going out and saying, I will fight and possess my inheritance. Amen? So we see that, uh, uh, let me give you, let me say this. The, the opposition was still there. The giants were still there. Uh, but he was going to fight them. First Timothy 6, 12 in the New King James Version says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Second Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. That will be your testimony. Hallelujah. Quickly, steps to possess your mountain. Let me give you steps to possess your mountain. The first step, get the specific promise of God concerning your situation from the word of God. Pastor Davis ministered on this. It's a good reminder. Now, if I open my Bible and I see the promises of God, and I think I can do this one by myself, and the other one looks impossible. Which one do you think God is leading me to? The impossible one. Because if you can do it by yourself, you don't need it in the faith. Amen. So you get there, you get the promises of God. Listen, the entire land of Canaan was the promise of God to who? The nation of Israel. But in there was a specific mountain for Caleb. So you are going into the word of God and getting the specific thing for yourself. Amen. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. And once you get it, then uh, what we are saying here is that it's, 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 it's going to start. You can only do that by reading the Bible. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5 says, And my speech and my preaching were not with the persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of, uh, and of power, listen to this, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We are talking about divine power versus motivational speaking. Have you had motivational speakers? You can get so inspired. <laughs> And you think you got the world at your fingertips. Now they are social media influencers, you know. There is all this kind of wisdom. But that, that is good. Nothing wrong with that. But that is not, you, motivation alone isn't going to get you up that mountain. You, got, you better have something. You better have had God tell you to do it. Amen. Why? Because divine power comes from a revelation. God wants me to do this. Not because of, I listen to a motivational speaker. A motivational speaker is good, but it's not sufficient. Hallelujah. So, and you, you know, so why, what are, we are talking about our, getting a specific word for you. Remember the Kilimanjaro team were not looking for any mountain. They were not like, we can go up any mountain. We've been practicing. Where do we go now? Which mountain? No. Is that how they were doing it? They were very clear. We are going up what? Mount Kilimanjaro. We didn't release them. And then they said, by the way, we changed. There is another one called Mount Meru. That's where we went. 
No, it was specific. Hallelujah. That's, you got to be sure about your, your, your mountain. Then, the second step, put the word in your heart and speak it and act on it. Put the word in your heart, speak it, act on it. Why? Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will do what? Will speak. Remember, only two, Caleb and Joshua, actually spoke the word in the midst of contrary circumstances. And can I put it this way? And against pro professional advice of their spy colleagues. These were professional spies. Very good. Ten of them. Verses two. They say, no, it was a bad strategy. This is what the other guys say. Let's do a review. This is a bad idea. We can't win. They are too many. They are too big. The cities are fortified. But Joshua and Caleb say, no, 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 no. We are not going by that. Remember that scripture we read from jo jo Joshua 14? Says, I spoke it as it was in what? In my heart. In my heart. He spoke the promise of God. Amen. What did the Mount Kilimanjaro team do? They were speaking in the midst of corona pandemic when it did not, you could not tell whether the borders will be open, whether they will allow them to go. When there were lockdowns, what did they start doing? They kept saying, we are going what? We are summiting. We are going up. We are going up. We are going up. Why? There. And they did not just sit and say that in the house. They went out practicing. They went out doing something, aligning themselves for the day is coming when God is answering their prayer. When God is responding to their faith. Amen. Can you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, let me put it this way. The, that, the, the, when, when you speak and act, what are we doing? You are sowing that seed. It's growing. Every time you say it. Every, have you ever had... Somebody said you, they got all their ducks in a row. That is when you line up your words. You line up your action with what God has said to you. Amen? Point number three, be patient. Caleb was very patient. You know, that scripture he said, I was 40 years old. Now he was actually what? 85. But he was still what? Believing, he was still trusting God, an elderly man, 85 years old, and saying, give me the mountain. I'll take it. I'll take the enemies of God. And so, what happens? When you start on a journey, there is pressure. Pressure of what? Resources, money. There is pressure of time. Right? But you choose not to yield to it. You can't go wrong with God. He is faithful. Hebrews 11, 11, in the TPT version says, Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she stepped uh, and she tapped into his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Her I like that. For the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness. Hebrews 6, 13 to 11, uh, Hebrews 6, 13 to 15 
says, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I'll bless you, and multiplying I'll multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Hallelujah. Endurance and faith is a twin power. Endurance and faith produces the power that needs to, will propel you to the top. Uh, patience means that you, you, you know, Sarah was 99 years old when she received the baby. What did she have to do? Be patient? I think it will be the evidence of this team. I'm anticipating their testimony. But I can assure you, they did not get to the bottom of the mountain and say, on your marks, get set, see you at the summit. No. You don't sprint up the mountain if you intend to come back alive. <laughs> and as you're, the story would have been, let's look for a helicopter. Go look for you somewhere in the woodlands there. No. You've got to be patient. You've got to be patient. You've got to, be, you've got to let your acclimatize your body. Amen. You, you may be in a hurry, but that hurry can cause you a lot of problems. You've got to take what? Steps. Steps. You are acclimatizing. You are speaking. You are acting on what you believe. You are fighting obstacles. You are patient. You are patient. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't be wary. Don't be, don't let, I've had Pastor David say this thing about marriage and people asking you, when are you getting married? You need to tell them, it's not your timing. It's, uh, uh, you know, I'm not on your program. I have, the God has a plan for my life. What's a program for me? Amen? So that's patience. And then, uh, point number four, you can take this, fight the good fight of faith. Opposition is likely to come from multiple directions at multiple stages. The nature of the enemy is, to, bring a, is to, to spring a surprise on you. I had a testimony. Eunice, uh, my, she said, they, they were aiming at this, uh, she was aiming, her mind was focused on a certain place. They were going to reach there and she thought that is where the camp was. Only to reach there and she saw it's a curve. They are going further down. Now, what are you going to do? You do what? You fight. It's, a, it's, it's like she was like, this is, this is what? This is deception. I mean, it looked like, oh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Then you get there, you're like, come on, man. What is this? You know, Satan, there's war going on. And the devil will spring surprises on your faith walk. And you got to be determined that it's a fight. A fight is not fair. Have you, people quit and they say, they were not fair to me. It's a fight. Hallelujah. Now, fight, fights are not fair. They are nasty. Let me give you a definition of fighting here. Miriam Webster, fight is a verb, action. Is to contend in battle or physical combat, especially to strive to overcome a person, listen, by blows or weapons. The example is the soldiers fought bravery. The second part says is to put forth determined effort. You know, you say they were fighting to stay awake. Uh, Pastor Davis told me, you know, 
Yeah, you go for days. How many days? Three days. 48 hours without sleep. How many still want to go up the mountain? Eh? Yeah, Rita wants to go up there. It's a fight. You better be prepared to do what? To fight. You are going to fight. And uh, it's, this is my point. It's physical. There's a physical part of it. When you say, I can't wake up to, I can't wake up to pray. Hey, staying awake is a fight. Amen? It's a, it's a spiritual fight, but there's a physical component to it. You know, they didn't see it. Uh, the testimony is not, when we arrived, we formed a circle, we held hands, we praised God, and voila, we were at the summit. No, they walked for days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They did. They are fighting physically. They are fighting mentally, the soul. Let's look at this scripture in, uh, in uh, this is 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. It's a familiar scripture. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what you have to do, you cast down imagination. You cast down thoughts of discouragement. Let me put it this way. Guard your mind. If you think of going back, you will. If you say you have had enough, you will go no further. If you say, I have reached the end, it is the end for you. You see that? Because it's your mind. Your mind is involved. Your emotions are involved. Your soul is involved. You look at that mountain, and it challenges you. You look at your situation, and it's such a challenge. There's no possible way out of it. Everything around you tells you, you cannot be healed. You will not make it financially. You will not make it in business. You will not make it in this career. No. You, you have to look at, you, you have to say, ah, it's a fight. The devil is a deceiver. I look to the specific promise of the word of God, and I know I will overcome. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Look at uh, Ephesians 6, 10 to 13 says in the TPT version, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with the strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for you so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand, -hand, I like this, your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides you, uh, that God provides so you are protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are destined. Let's read that last portion together. For you are destined for all things 
and will rise victorious. Hallelujah. That will be your testimony in 2020. Listen, the spirits, not people, are our enemy. People are not our enemy. It's the spirit. Satan will deceive you to get distracted fighting people. I don't care what your mama did to you, what your father did to you, what the uncle did, what the brother did, what the boss did, whatever. That's not your fight. You are fighting the spirits behind that. Amen. So Satan will try to distract us or not. God has provided us the weapons. Learn to use them. Read that whole chapter. You find God has given us the, 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 the weapons, the truth, uh, holiness, salvation, faith, the spoken word, which is the sword. Amen. And finally, the last one, follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit and be thankful to him. Follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit and be thankful to him. God will speak to you. He'll speak you to you directly. He'll speak to you through the leaders. He'll speak to you through a believer. Speak to you through a prophet. Jesus in uh, John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Hebrews 13, 5 says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. That's the latter part of that. And John 16, 13 says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Hallelujah. God is leading you into a fight. He's leading me. He's leading us into a fight that we cannot win except by faith in him. Amen. And God is not a bystander. God is not just leading us in, in the way, but also leading the fight for us. He is actively involved in helping us, but not without our cooperation. What is our cooperation? Faith. Amen. You've had the testimony of uh, the 64-year-old uh, guide who has been to the mountain uh, over 200 times. Now, if this group led by Pastor Davis were to meet with this team of helpers, what are the guides? They are guides and they are helpers. To do what? To do this mountain. What if somebody said, old man, mm -mm, that was in the past. I have a new revelation. I'm going to cut my own trail up this mountain. Will the old man take, were they armed? Were you their prisoners? Were they holding guns to your head and saying, you follow the path I've told you, all right? That's not how it was. It is, you've got to believe this man's testimony. That he knows what he is doing. That when he says there are paths here, you will pass. But if you say, I'm independent-minded, I'm liberated, this is slavery. Why do we need to follow an old man? I'm telling you, you will not make it. Will you make it? No way. The man is the one who he is, he has come as a what? A helper. As a guide. So, who is the Holy Spirit? God has given us his Holy Spirit. He knows the way. 
He has seen many, many people <laughs> over all these years listen to his instructions, listen to his direction, be open for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Psalms, uh, Psalms 55, verse 22 in the Amplified Classic says, Cast your abundance on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and he will sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to sleep, uh, fall, or fail. Second Chronicles 20, verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. The Lord is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. The angels are with you. They are rooting for your victory. They are rooting for you to make it to the mountain. Amen. And overcome. Their joy is when you celebrate and say, praise God, we made it. Hallelujah. So whatever mountain you're facing, when we say mountain, we are talking about challenges in life. You could be challenges in life. Whatever is ahead of you, what you set your faith knowing God is for you, he is not against you. Amen. And when you do that, you will be directed of God. Hallelujah. Listen, uh, I put this down. The potters that were reading the team had, have done this before. They know the way. They are here to help you. They go, uh, I, yeah, they would, Pastor Davis told me, they would go ahead and set the camp for them. They would go ahead and set the food for them. And then come back and help them on the last leg of, of the journey. The guide, the helper, is your friend. Hallelujah. God has angels. God has his spirit to help us, church. Get a hold of that. Say, God is for me. It's not against me. I'm going for the supernatural. Be totally fed up with a life of defeat and failure. And say, this is the end of it. I'm embracing the faith life. I'm embracing the promises of God. They are mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me ask you this morning. Are you looking at 2020 and looking at time and saying, it's, it's so far gone? I, 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 I am, I'm so challenged. I don't think it will work. No. Are you still saying, 2020 is my year of supernatural increase? Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's say that together. 2020, 2020. is our year of supernatural increase because we believe God. Who is your guide? What company is around you? Who are you trusting? How, you, who, how have you built your life around? When they were going up the mountain, their life was tied to the porters and the guides. Amen? If the guide did not know what he was doing, then you are lost. But thank God, the guide knows what he is doing with your life. You can seek him and he can help you. Hallelujah. Let me recap that very quickly. What do we say here? We say 
the first point. Get the specific promise of God concerning your situation from the word of God. We are dealing with divine revelation, not motivational speaking. Amen? Put, number two, put the word in your heart and speak it. Speak it even especially when it doesn't look possible. Be patient. Be patient. Don't worry about resources and time. Trust God. Number four, fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight. The devil will attack you. The devil will use people to attack you. But you are not fighting the people. You are fighting principalities and powers that the devil has positioned against you and me. Then we say, follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit and be thankful to him. Let me put it, let me point out something here, else here. There is a purpose to this fight. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27 in the East Version says, People who run in races prepare their bodies well. They make themselves work very hard. They do this so that they will win a prize that will quickly become spoiled. But we work hard to receive a prize that will never become spoiled. Because of that, listen, I do not run with no purpose. I do not fight like someone wondering hits the air. I make my body do what I wanted to do. I make it like my slave. I have I have told God's message to other people. I do not want you to lose the price myself. So I try very much to obey the rules of the race. Here is my point. The purpose of raising funds, they were not, the, the mountain was not an end in itself. There was a bigger purpose to it. It was to raise what? Funds to support vulnerable children in Africa. Hallelujah. Now, do we have enough funds to support every child in Africa? No. What is the pastor's mindset? I've had Pastor Kara say this. I will take care of the child that God puts ahead of me. One child at a time. That's the purpose. We will take care of vulnerable children that we come across one child at a time. You have a bigger purpose in life. What is that? To glorify God. To help somebody else. Amen? Hallelujah. Rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lift up your hands. Father, thank you for your message this morning. And we are so thankful, even as we are so thankful, that you led Pastor Davis and the team up that summit, Lord. We believe, we take hold of your word and believe by faith that you are leading every woman, every man, every child, every family, every teenager here by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, I break the power of wrong company over your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are under pressure of some kind of pressure to follow a group. No, 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 no. You, you don't belong there. You, you belong to God. You belong. You, you don't need a group which is going nowhere. They are, they are not... They are not they are not fighting that. They are not going up that mountain with you. I break that power of association in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we are associating ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We are associating ourselves with divine promises and with the power of God. So we cancel 
the deception of the enemy. We take authority over every voice that has distracted us from focusing on the promises of God, on our purposes, for our personal lives, for this nation, for this ministry, in the name of Jesus, we declare we are lining up with heaven and taking hold by faith of the promises of God. And Father, we give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah.